0: This is the OANDA podcast, brought to you by Jazz FM's Business Breakfast. You're listening to the OANDA Market Insights podcast with me, Johnny Hart. Each week, we preview and review the big business and market stories with an OANDA senior market analyst. And this week, he's back. It's Craig Earlham. And a very good morning to you, Craig. How are you doing? i'm very good mate you've been away actually haven't you so um
1: i wouldn't go that far <laughs> well
0: you've taken a few days yeah. off and plenty has been going on let's start with the shock departure of the british chancellor of the exchequer sajid javid who's going to go down in history as one of the few chancellors who never actually delivered a budget i mean do you have sympathy for the fellow
1: yeah not 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 the record he probably wanted uh, in all of this uh do i have sympathy for him i mean it, it, it's difficult really I mean we, we do just live in ridiculous times so ridiculous things happen and we've been talking about it not just in the UK but it just, just around the world it seems to be every other week something ridiculous happens that we've never seen before or that rarely happens and this just seems to be the latest example of that uh, what was it he said no self-respecting person would take on the role at this moment in time I mean you've got to wonder exactly what the conditions are that he was expected to work under
0: well, sack all his staff for one
1: yeah I mean that, 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 that's, that's just one, then you have to wonder about the fiscal um, the restraints as well in terms of obviously the conservatives have their own fiscal rules. Everyone expected that this was going to be a budget which really tested the boundaries of that, but you wonder whether this actually ignores the boundaries. They suggest that they're now going to ignore the boundaries altogether um, as far as their, typical, their normal fiscal rules uh, are concerned uh, and you can see from the market reaction as well to, this, uh, to his resignation. It, that's exactly what's expected. The pound jumps higher. The FTSE obviously retreated more because it has that inverse relationship with the pound because I think it's around at this point close to 80% of its uh, revenue is generated from abroad. So obviously when things are, uh, are converted back, it does tend to have that uh, that negative, in, that inverse impact. Uh, but obviously bond yields uh, jumped a little bit higher. So that suggests that uh, the markets are now pricing in more borrowing. So yeah, it does seem that markets are now expecting uh, a more expansionary budget uh on the back of all of this and we'll see how popular that is boris johnson i think it's safe to say is not your stereotypical conservative prime minister we've seen plenty of examples of that already so an interesting few months lie ahead
0: and he's enjoying a honeymoon period at the moment and as you said the pound rising to its highest level since uh, the election after the news of uh, rishi sunak's uh, appointment um is it because, as you said, they think all the taps are going to be turned on? I mean, how far could they go in terms of spending? I mean, uh, the constraints that obviously Mr. Javid wanted to keep to a certain extent—it's uh, everything's let loose now, isn't it?
1: Well, it seems to be, again, we'll see from the numbers and we can then judge it just in terms of where they're looking to push the boundaries and also maybe how how they're looking to do the accounting for it, for example. But Boris Johnson, like I say, has shown that he's not afraid to spend the cash. We've seen the approval of HS2, for example, or the support for HS2, um, which was an extremely controversial and expensive project. Um, We've obviously seen his approach with Huawei um, uh, taking a stance which, um, which doesn't appease everyone. I mean, nothing was going to appease everyone, but maybe didn't appease the people that you would have expected him to want to appease so he's already um, made some very controversial decisions and it looks like this latest one is the is is the latest in what could become a long list of uh, controversial announcements like say the devil will be in the detail but all the signs are now pointing to a very expansionary budget
0: and it's very much about Boris Johnson and his inner circle, or when I say inner circle, I probably mean Dominic Cummings. It's a small circle. Yes, (laughs) keeping control of those economic levers uh, going forward. I mean, Sajid Javid, we thought, was Boris's man, but obviously we were wrong. What do we know about Richie Sunak?
1: To be honest, very little. I think he worked in the Treasury, um, so Boris assured us that a lot of the work for the budget had already been done, and he had been uh, right at the forefront of this, so there should be a lot of continuity on that. Former Uh,
0: former Goldman Sachs guy as well.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think the message which many people may take from this is he's probably a bit of a yes man yeah. uh, and i think that's that can be a concern you want differing opinions within the cabinet you want people to debate and come to conclusions when you're surrounding people with yes men you wonder whether yes it does get things done uh, as we've seen in the us for example donald trump has surrounded himself with yes people and as soon as they have have uh, 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 disagreed then they've been on their way been on their way and replaced with someone who else who will say yes so we've seen that it but is, does, it's it's him, him in anything? a strong
0: position now as in, as in the, the new Chancellor because he can't fire anybody else uh, soon could he I mean even if he doesn't go a court yeah I'm, you're giving me that look as Boris will do what he wants yeah but, the normal having, rules don't yeah. apply they don't apply, but he would have to give him a chance. I mean, obviously, Philip Hammond had a checkered past, didn't he, yeah. uh, with uh, Theresa May. They famously didn't get on very well. Um, those sort of uh, halcyon days, shall we call them, of the uh, Cameron-Osborne um, duality, they're well and truly in the past.
1: They are. This is very much one man has his... he um, well, was on the power. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he, he wants things to go a certain way and if you want to work in his cabinet, you have to do as you're told effectively. Mm. So that is how this is going to go. I don't think there's going to be any more description on that side because I think he's taken the job on the premise that he's going to abide by the rules which have been set out in front of him and who has chosen those rules, whether it is Boris or whether it is uh Dominic Cummings. It's it's almost irrelevant at this point. It is what it is. Um this is where we stand and these this is how the decisions are being made. Like I say, what it means is that we are going to see probably some very effective and efficient work uh coming from the government because you are surrounded with the S people, it does mean that you uh, are likely to get things done because there's going to be far less objection. But the, it means that the, the judgment is going to come later on in terms of how, uh, how correct it was because, uh, obviously, debate generally is good, even if it does slow things down a little.
0: OK, let's move on to another subject. And much of the last few weeks has been dominated in all the pages, uh, front pages and business ones, by the coronavirus and the growing threat, uh, threat to the global economy. Uh, I see Nissan shares, Craig, have fallen to their lowest in a decade Is that directly because of the coronavirus? Because I know they've been having to to shut factories in Japan uh, because obviously this is affecting uh, the delivery of parts all over the world, particularly from China.
1: Yeah, I mean, people always think about Chinese manufacturing when you're thinking uh, about what areas where this could be impacted, Chinese luxury goods stores, etc. And these are the areas that have been um, very strongly publicized um, and also things like the airliners, the hotel groups have all been impacted because of uh, the impact that it has on tourism. Uh, But then there is the other side of it as well, which is China is part of a massive um, manufacturing supply chain. So uh, when you're looking at industries that rely on just-in-time manufacturing and the car manufacturing service is one of these industries where basically the parts arrive just-in-time to be uh, built into the car which is then just in time to be shipped off it is an extremely efficient um, process so when one of those things start to fall foul then you do have issues we've learned a lot about the car manufacturing industry actually over the last few years here because of brexit because this is one of the industries which has been repeatedly highlighted as one that could really uh, face a lot of difficulty should the borders become a little bit more tied up or in the event of a No or brexit if it became more and more difficult for the uh, these car manufacturers to get hold of the equipment that they needed efficiently so this is a story which we're all too familiar with but this is this is just another knock-on effect from from uh, uh from the uh, From the coronavirus is that it's, it's, it has caused um, it has caused bottlenecking effectively in the in the supply chain and it has caused issues and that um, and especially when you're looking at, the, at that particular province as well there is a massive cog in the car manuf- global car manufacturing machine as well so it's 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 a big problem, but it's one of may, many major problems that we have right now as a result of the coronavirus. And obviously that, that's, that's when you're just talking about the economy and the markets and things like that. That's more even when you're talking about the bit most important thing here, which is people's lives, which have... Uh, people's jobs. People's yeah. jobs. Yeah. Um, uh, Obviously the, the number of people infected has risen by thousands. The number of people that have died is uh, well over a thousand at this point. That's obviously the most important thing, yeah. but the disruption does spill over into many other areas.
0: Okay, let's stay with uh, China and Huawei and some interesting news regarding U.S. prosecutors who've alleged that Huawei is a criminal enterprise, accusing uh, the company of stealing technology from a host of U.S. companies, violating sanctions and making false statements to the FBI. This really is a a war going on in America between the Americans and the Chinese, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean this. This seemed to be starting off as a, um, a, a as part of the trade deal. Effectively, people thought that Huawei was a pawn uh, in all of this, and that it all it would all be resolved as part of a deal. And what we're still seeing now is it it's greater than that. We've obviously seen the US putting enormous pressure on the UK to try and dissuade the UK from using uh, using Huawei as part of its five G build out, and. It's worked to an extent in terms of the more secure areas of the network, but then it's not worked entirely because Boris has effectively left the door open to using them in 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 a certain percentage, up to a certain percentage of uh, of the uh, less um security um, specific areas. So it 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 seems that the US does have a major problem with Huawei. Obviously, you have to look at the motive and say what is the what is the motive here? Why is it they've got such an issue with Huawei? Is it purely a security issue? Is it Purely, a, a, a re, is the reason purely because they are concerned that the Chinese uh, regime effectively could create a backdoor entry uh, via Huawei because uh, of, of the laws over there, or is it because um, Huawei is ultimately just further ahead than the US counterparts that they are be able to they are able to create the technology? Uh, to run the technology more efficiently, cheaper uh, and better than, uh, than than companies in the U- US and Europe. And therefore, by making life difficult for them, by holding them up effectively, you're giving your own companies a chance to play catch-up. It's really difficult to say. But uh, I think one thing that we have learned over the last three years from Donald Trump is just because he's taking this approach, it doesn't mean that this is the problem that he necessarily has. He's he, He's imposed... Uh, steel tariffs on uh grounds of national security he basically he takes a problem which he has or he takes a problem which he wants to create and then he finds a way to do it the pair, the two things don't really have to match up so just because this is what he's going to have after parway with at this moment in time this it doesn't mean that that is the actual motive for taking that action if that makes sense
0: Before we talk about next week, uh, a quick word about the uh, latest figures on Eurozone GDP growth. It slowed to 0.1% quarter on quarter in the last uh, three months of 2019 and very much dragged down by the economies of France and Italy.
1: Yeah, that's the type of growth that the UK can only aspire to, right? I thought we we got zero percent growth, I think, in the final quarter. Although there are very it was much better,
0: other, it was better the previous yeah,
1: quarter. Let's there, be fair. There, there are um, extenuating circumstances, obviously, with the election and Brexit. Um, it should be much
0: better this quarter, of course, in the
1: UK. You would think so. You would think so. But uh, although the again, coronavirus, the coronavirus, yeah. it does have an impact. It yeah. does take its toll. Uh, it's taking its toll everywhere, obviously, to a lesser degree in many cases. But with the euro area yeah it it is a massive problem and again this is what the coronavirus is going to have an impact obviously there are close trade ties between the likes of germany italy china um uh, and others as well the 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 eu um, is a big trade partner for china and vice versa so there is going to be an element there but there are broader issues obviously in europe we have started to see some of the surveys bounce back which is encouraging for the for the court for for the rest of this year but that GDP data for the fourth quarter does just signify just how just how difficult they are finding things at the moment. But then again, look at the look at global trade at a minute. Look at the direction of travel has been heading in. A lot of countries within Europe rely on trade, and Germany is very much one of them. And we have seen obviously Italy in recession. Germany came close to recession. It's no surprise that that, that we've seen it squeeze out just a teeny tiny bit of growth. But hopefully, like I say, the surveys are improving. We've seen that latest stimulus effort from the ECB. I'm not sure that's going to have that great an impact. But efforts are being made. And I do think we are going to see a bit of a bounce back this year. Although a
0: lot of these negative figures do suggest, and let's take in the coronavirus as well within this, that economies are suffering. We don't know the effect of the coronavirus. It could be that we might even see a cut in base rates in the UK. Um, I'm right, aren't I? That there's, no, there's not going to be a change in rates this year, is there, unless it's going downwards?
1: Yeah, we'll see where we stand right at the end of this year, but the coronavirus has thrown up very much another spanner in the works right now. Um, so the, the conversation has switched again from potentially raising interest rates to the next move will be nothing or a cut. I wouldn't be surprised if this year we don't see any moves from many of the major central banks, if I'm honest. I do think we are going to see a bounce back in the UK economy. The US economy is strong, I think the euro area economy will bounce back a little bit as well. So I think it could be a kind of slow and steady year as far as central banks are concerned. But yeah, the coronavirus certainly does tilt uh, the, the bias more towards uh, cutting than, right, than hiking at this moment in time.
0: OK, let's look ahead to next week, Craig. What should we look after?
1: Uh, so next week, it's it's a bit of a quiet one if I'm honest. We do have some more earnings uh, results. I think we've got some of like the kind of energy companies reporting, I think HSBC and a few others uh, reporting as well. Uh, so obviously they, those are good. But then I think earnings season generally just has come more a bit to the background. It's hard to see past the uh, coronavirus uh, and the impact that that's having and the impact it's having on sentiment as, uh, because uh, of the numbers that we've seen. Obviously this week, um, we we haven't mentioned the fact that we saw obviously the revision to the way the data is collected um, uh, and- and they kind of, uh, if people are clinically diagnosed and they are now included in the numbers, which is why we saw a sharp spike on Wednesday. Um, it's so this is still a major driver, uh, for the markets because of how much worse it is than people uh, initially anticipated, and because of the fact that. We are looking for signs of deceleration in the numbers, but we haven't got any real evidence that that's actually happening yet. That is still going to be a massive driver. Then towards the back end of next week, we've got some uh, like PMI readings, which again have improved recently for the UK and the Euro area. And for that reason, I think people are going to be paying close attention to them. And then we've got things like ECB minutes, Fed minutes as well, which could also be interesting. But broadly speaking, uh, I've got to be honest, it's, it's going to be a bit of a quieter week. But again... Even in weeks that have been busier, coronavirus has really just overshadowed everything, so I don't really expect that to change.
0: Okay, Craig Allen, thank you very much indeed. Have a great weekend. Thank you.